0: Good morning. Good morning. Only young people can get away with that, right? <laughs> if I did that, I think you'll kick me out of the church. You know, uh, not really, but you're gonna think about it. Coming up here in jeans and you know, bitin' <laughs> and holding my really down here with a big voice. It's all down here where your gut is. <laughs> anyway, good morning, everyone. I'm really so blessed. That you're all here. We should have started services earlier. Yeah. Since like 2010. <laughs> we we asked you to be here at 9 30. And to be honest, well, we were here a little earlier ahead of you guys, but look at all of you. There is wisdom there, Pastor Danny, huh? I think so. Praise God for the wisdom that He gives. Well, we have a lot on our plate today. So I'll get going with the Word of God for this morning. Last week, Pastor Reggie preached on experiencing the Holy Spirit in line with our topic of knowing God. It is important to know the Holy Spirit. And we talked about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is a person, and as a person, He has personality. He can be grieved. Sumasama ang loob niya pag tayo. Kasi tao siya. Alright? We also learned that we have a triune God or a triunity of God. Meaning that we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But I have a question for all of you this morning. Why is it important to know the Holy Spirit? We are going to Have some more messages on the topic of the Holy Spirit, but have you ever figured out why it is important to know the Holy Spirit? I give you the answer. The answer is what's the answer? Are you sure? I'm going to show you in a while, but the topic of, or the title of this morning's message is not only GLC. It's GLC squared. GLC, raised to the second power. And if you don't mind, I would like to ask you to stand as we read our main text this morning. I have highlighted and underlined some parts of the text. That I would like to emphasize on. And we touched on this last Sunday as well. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 17. However, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the freedom that we have in being able to preach your word without fear of persecution or punishment. Thank you, Lord, for the freedoms that we have in this country, in many countries that are open, Lord, to the gospel. We pray for those countries that are closed, our brothers and sisters in Christ are persecuted and even killed, Lord, for their faith. Father, allow us, Lord, to just be thankful always, That we can come together as a body of believers, preach your word, encourage one another, Lord, and pray for one another. Father, I just commit myself to you. This message that you've given to me is your message, Lord God. So I pray that your people, myself included, Lord, will listen to what you have to say to us. For this is our prayer, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It was quite a rather long text that I shared with you. And as I said, I highlighted certain lines, phrases. What did you notice? What? How many times did that word if come up? So when you hear the word if, what does it mean? It's conditional. If you have the Holy Spirit, you belong to God. Did you get that? If you don't have the Holy Spirit, do you belong to God? So it's important. To know the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, your body should be dead to sin. If you do not have the Holy Spirit living in you, sin would be very prevalent, active, alive in your life. So is it important to know the Holy Spirit? If you know the Holy Spirit, and this is probably what some of us might have heard that you know when you come to faith in Christ, you will have no more problems at all. You are on your way to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. You will have money. You will have good health, etc., etc. Is that in line with what verse 17 says? If you are children, yes, you are heirs. You are heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ. On what condition? If we are also willing to suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. Many people come to faith in Christ. As one pastor in the radio I was listening to said, he came to faith in Christ because he believes that Christ is just a fire extinguisher. My brother, Dr. Medwin here, fire extinguisher? To save me from the fires of hell, I need Christ to extinguish the fire. But that's it. You see his twisted idea? If we don't share with you that part and parcel of the Christian life is to suffer for Christ, we would not be doing you justice because we would not be preaching what the Bible says. Is it important to know the Holy Spirit? Yes. Is it important to be known by the Holy Spirit? Yes. This question came up in our Friday night group. Many people claim, I've been doing this. I've been leading worship. I've been preaching. I've been doing miracles. I've been healing the sick. I've been doing that. And in Matthew 7, that's exactly what these people presented to Christ so that they would be allowed to enter heaven. But what did Jesus Christ say? I don't know you. As a matter of fact, he went on to say, Depart from me, you what? Doers of evil. What? So it's not only important to know the Holy Spirit, it is even more important to be known by the Holy Spirit, to be acknowledged that you are a child of God. Maybe tomorrow, I hope not, somebody will knock at your door. Is this the house of Lorenzo Nolan Yes why I am his child I don't know you <laughs> My wife is there <laughs> She knows So it's very important because many people can claim till kingdom come that they know God but if God does not acknowledge Them as His child, as their children. You've lost the point. You've lost the point. GLC squared. We start with GLC 1. What is GLC 1? Give your life to Christ. Friends, if you have not yet given your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit does not know you. The Holy Spirit does not live in you. And you can claim that you are a child of God, but until and unless God declares you and acknowledges you as His son or His child, you don't have relationship. Did you catch that in Romans chapter 8? He has given us the adoption as sons to call Him what? Abba, Father. What is that? Is that religion or is that relationship? Relationship. He did not tell us, I have given you my Holy Spirit so that you can belong to a church. He did not say, I, d- I gave you my Holy Spirit so that you can belong to CCF. No. I gave you my Holy Spirit so you could belong to my family and I give you the right to call me Abba, Father. You have to first give your life to Christ. Why do I say this? Look at this. Can we read this? In Him, you also, everyone, What must take place? You have to first hear the good news, the gospel of your salvation. And what is that? That Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That He was buried. And on the third day, He rose again according to the scriptures. Beloved in Christ, your sin, my sin is paid for. And here we are day in and day out trying to earn God's love. Which He had already freely given to us. So we are frustrated because we can't be good enough. None of us will ever be good enough. That's why we need salvation. Because we are sinners. We are separated from God. Because of our sin, God is mad at our sin. But because of God's love. He lavishes His grace upon us through Jesus Christ. But you have to hear it. And then when you hear it, what must you do according to Ephesians? You must make a decision whether you will believe it or not. Whether you believe it or else. Because if you do not believe it, the or else is, you're still dead in your trespasses and sin. But if you hear it and you believe it and you receive it, what is God's promise to you according to this verse? Having also believed, you were what? You were sealed in Him. With what? The Holy Spirit. Now those of you who are in business, you have a piece of paper, a legal document. You have representations and warranties. When I die, I will entrust my Beverly Hills estate to Mr. Henry De La Vega. Signed, Lorenzo Nolan. Countersigned, Henry De La Vega. Isa lang problema. Walang notaryo. Attorney, walang notaryo. Valid, invalid? Pata. Oh, okay, na. <laughs> invalid. So even if I give Henry, even if I give Henry the original, okay, his wife and their three children, one copy each, wah, effective. No, seal. It is not official. As far as your salvation is concerned, brothers and sisters, look at the promise of God. Hear the gospel. Believe it and receive it. And what? You are sealed. It is official. And what makes it official? God gave you the Holy Spirit as what? Down payment. Down payment pa lang yan, ha? Earnest money. We know that if there is a down payment, there will come a time that the owner will come and redeem it. Yes? Yes. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Have you heard the gospel? Have you received it? If you have, the Holy Spirit is in you. You are marked with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit, a deposit, guaranteeing your redemption. Now what happened to the early church? When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house. And they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues of fire distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. We read part of this last week. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were, and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphila, Egypt and the districts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them in our tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God. Why were they in the room? They were in the room because they were afraid. Their leader is dead. They saw him crucified. But after three days, he rose again from the dead. But after 40 days, he went back to heaven. What's going to happen now? But didn't Jesus Christ promise, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. You will receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the ages. And what happened? On the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came? they received power. Did you catch that? They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. How were they able to do this amazing thing? Was it on their power? No, it was only as the Holy Spirit empowered them that they were able to speak, to preach the gospel in a language that they can understand. Hindi kayo nag sila diri, kag nag sila diri, gingwaling nila ang pag-i. Naintindihan niyo? Sabi ko sa inyo eh. But even if they were ilonggo, if they spoke in it, the miracle that God produced through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, they all understood it. And what is the greater miracle is they understood it in their own language. Maribig could understand me. Why? She's from Negros. But if I spoke here in Ilonggo and all of a sudden, all of you could understand it in Kapampangan. In In Ilocanum. That must be the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what happened to them. They They were amazed. Why are not these who are speaking Galileans? They were from a different place. Why is it that we could understand them in our native tongue? Why? It was the Holy Spirit that was giving them power, that was giving them utterance. Why? For what purpose? Look. To speak of the mighty deeds of God. They could not do it. They were what? Look, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, the same Peter and John who was hiding in the upper room with the other believers, now they have confidence. Peter and John understood that they were what? Uneducated. Untrained. They were amazed and began to recognize them as what? Having been with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter whether you are a seminary graduate or not. It doesn't matter whether you are young, whether you are old. It doesn't matter whether you are single, you are married. God can use you if you will only allow God to use you. If you will only depend on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life, you can be used. Young people, don't let us old. Look down on you. The qualification that you need and the qualification that I need, just as the qualification of Peter and John in the book of Acts is what? Be with Jesus. They recognized them as having been with Jesus. Jesus stayed with them for three years. But God sent the Holy Spirit to be in each and every believer for all of your life here on earth. Which would you rather have? Three years? Or all of your Christian life here on this earth? I would rather have the Holy Spirit be with me as Jesus promised to be in me and to be with me forever. They were just ordinary men. But their qualification, what stood out in their lives, these people, this person has been with Jesus. This person has been changed by the power of God in his or her life. Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, you can claim that you know the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit cannot acknowledge you because you've not given your life to Jesus. If Christ is in you, you belong to Christ. If Christ is not in you, you do not belong to Christ. What's GLC 1? Give your life to Christ. After GLC 1, GLC, oh graduate na kayo, pipirma ko ng diploma nyo. After GLC 1, of course, is GLC 2. You have to grow like Christ. Now, you have to grow like Christ. Romans chapter 8:29. Can we read this? For those whom he foreknew, is it God's purpose only to save you? According to Romans 8:29, what is God's purpose? Now, what does it mean when you hear the word that God wants to conform you? He wants to change you. He wants to mold you. He wants to sculpt you. He wants to take out the bad things so you can reflect the good things. Right? So, it is important that we understand. That after I give my life to Christ, I must grow like Christ. Because this is part and parcel of God's plan for me. To grow like His Son, Jesus Christ. That is the purpose. Because that's what it says. To be conformed to the image of His Son. And how do we do this? What is the challenge? Look, in 1 John 2, verse 6, in the New Life Version. The one who says he belongs to Christ should live the same kind of life Christ lived. So is, is it enough just to give your life to Christ? Yes or no? No. What must be subsequent to that? What must be a natural following of that? When you give your life to Christ, what should immediately follow is you begin to grow like Christ. Once you give your life to Christ, you are born again. You are new in Christ. And what must a newborn infant need to do? He needs to grow. Because a newborn infant, if it doesn't grow, what? Is it normal or is it not normal? Bonjing. tiba sa Filipino movie, Bonjing? 45 na, nakatsupon pa. And that's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, Brethren, now when it means brethren, these people have already come to faith in Christ. He said, Brethren, I cannot regard you as spiritual because you are mere babes in Christ. Now those of you who are young, I know when you call babes. Babes. Hindi yon. Hindi yon. Okay? Babe. No, 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 no. That's not what Paul's saying. You are supposed to be grown up. You are supposed to be growing up. But because Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, there is strife among you, how can I call you spiritual? You are babes. You are infants in Christ. Somehow in your growth process, you were stunted. You were held back. You did not grow to your full potential. The one who says he belongs to Christ should live the same kind of life Christ lived. Kristiyano ka? Opo. Ilang taon na? 12 years po. Bakit hindi halata? Secret agent po. Alright? Now, how are we going to live? How are we going to be conformed to the image and likeness of Jesus Christ? I have good news for you. If you're given your life to Christ, the key to growing like Christ is already in you. It is through the Holy Spirit. Look at what John chapter 14 tells us. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. What will He do? He will teach you all things. What else? And bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. I don't like reading the Bible. I don't like memorizing scriptures. But who will help me? The Holy Spirit. Now, ayusin natin na naman ah. Helper pala eh. Ay, utos, ko. Because in our Philippine mindset, helper is what? Uh, Day, pakinga, kape. Iba e, Hindi. The word helper means counselor. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, He will what? Teach you all things. So teacher, when He's a teacher, what He teaches you, what should you do? Follow. Right? So how will you live this how will you live this life in Christ? You and I need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Many of us do not live victoriously in our Christian life. Why? Because we choose to depend on ourselves. Ah, mga anak ko, ah, matigas ang ulo, ah. Ayaw sumunod, ah? mm. Grounded ka? Wala kang kotse. Wala ang cellphone. Oh, susunod ka hindi, hindi lalayas ako. De ba? God, you know the hearts of my children. Will you please do something in their lives? If there is something that I need to change, will you show it to me so that I can be a better parent? I don't know how but I need your Holy Spirit to help me carry this out. Ang gusto natin, manipulin natin yung sitwasyon ba? Para sumunod. External yun eh. If the change doesn't come from within, the change that you see with your eyes is very going to be short-lived. But if God begins to move in the life of your children, that change is permanent. That will be an ongoing process. Same with husband and wife. When we don't like, how our husbands treat us, when we don't like, how our wives react to us, what do we do? We react. We play the Holy Spirit. Di ba? Oh, di ba alam? Sabi sa Bible, dapat gentle and quiet spirit ka. Eh, unloving ka naman kasi. Paano ako magsasubmit sa'yo? Sinabi ng ubi eh. Hello? You have to depend on the Holy Spirit. God, how can I improve as a husband? God, how can I improve as a wife? God has given us the Holy Spirit to empower us. But we want to take the power. It's like flashlight. Brown out, brown out. Oh, asa flashlight? Ito, oh. Sindihin mo na yung flashlight. Eh, wag, sayang ang battery. Hello? It's like the same thing when you do not want to depend on the holy spirit you have power but you don't want to turn the switch on and you want to take matters into your own hands when what you and i should be doing is depend on the holy spirit he will bring all of these things to remembrance he will teach you he will convict you of the things you need to change what else when the holy spirit of truth comes he will what guide you into all truth he will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will disclose to you what is to come. You need guidance? Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. He will guide you into all truth. E ano magaling? The Holy Spirit made me do it. God made me do it. No, you did it. That's your accountability. What your role, what your responsibility is, is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Even when you are tempted, God has promised to give us a way out. If you don't take God's way out, you cannot blame God. He's giving you a way out. You didn't do it, take it. But well, the beauty of the Christian life is after you give your life to Christ and you need to grow like Christ, you can depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a relief that you don't really have to strive and all you need to do is just to depend, to submit yourself to the will of God through the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life? Why do many people struggle with their Christian life, myself included? It's because we forget the promise of God. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He abides in me and I in him. He bears much fruit. Why? For apart from me, what? You can do nothing. So God has given us, as we give our life to Christ, God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit and we cannot do anything of eternal value or consequence unless... We depend on God unless we depend on Christ, unless we depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. So God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit and He has also given us what? The fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Can we read this? Love. Who will produce the fruit? can you produce the fruit so how will you produce this kind of fruit you surrender it to the holy spirit nakakita na ba kayo ng punong mangga ito si toti he has many trees in manila toti have you ever seen any of your mango trees no the, the mango tree is frowning i must produce fruit You don't see that. The tree is just there. And then as the gardener, as the farmer takes care of the tree over time, protecting it, fertilizing it, putting proper insecticide so that there's no infestation. Over time, what will happen? The tree will begin to bear fruit. This is not your fruit, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fruit. This is the byproduct Of the Holy Spirit and the only way that you can produce fruit of love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control is to allow the Holy Spirit to grow you up in your life with Christ so God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit we cannot do anything apart from Christ God has given us the fruit of the Holy Spirit that we might bear fruit and God has also given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit Ephesians 4 15 and he gave some us apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers for the equipping of the Saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ God has not only given us the fruit of the Spirit God has given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For what purpose? Look at it. For what? Equipping of the saints. Now, who are the saints? I see many saints in this room. Whether you believe it or not, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, God calls you a saint. The faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, your leaders, your pastors, are doing what we are doing. Preaching the topics that we are preaching Because what? We want you to be equipped. Part and parcel of this equipping is what we're going to undergo through as a church. The GLC. The Global Leadership Center. But we call it Grow Like Christ. And why do we need to equip the saints? For the work of service. This is radical. Because many churches... Leave the work? To whom? Pastor, may child dedication. Okay. Pastor, may wedding. Okay. Pastor, madumi yung banyo. Okay. Pastor, wala kaming makain dito sa breakfast at church. Maaga kami dumating. Okay. Bakit? Pastor, di ba kami nagbabayad ng sweldo mo? You get the difference? When you strive to be a pastor, it is a high calling. But what has happened? Naging utusan. Whereas, look at the principle. Our role is to equip all of us for so that all of us will do the work of service. Why do we need to do the work of service? For the building up of the body so that all of us will be strong in our walk, depending on the Holy Spirit. To what end? Until we all attain the unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man. Should you grow? Should I grow? Answer? Yes. Until when should we grow? Until we die. We should all grow like Christ. We must Mature. For what purpose? As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. You will be able to identify the false because you're studying the truth. That's why all of us, kasi sabi, until we all attain so even your leaders, even your pastors who have been this and Pastor Danny has been part of this since the very beginning, we are all going to go through GLC 1. Everyone. Dalawa yan. Ano naman yan? GLC, ano naman yan? Yung isa, ano naman Oh, saan kayo? Yung isa, ano naman yan? CLC? Bago? Ano naman yan? Yung isa naman, ano naman Takal-takal ko ng CCF eh. Nauna pang ako si CCF eh. oh. So hindi ka na kailangan mag-mature kasi nauna ka sa akin sa CCF. Baka nauna ka lang sa parking. I need, man, I need to grow. I will prove to you that I still need to grow. Are you ready? Lynette, do I still need to grow? Oh, kita okay, mo na. I rest my case. <laughs> she knows me better than anyone and she's telling me, she's validating, I need to grow. It doesn't matter whether you just got born again yesterday. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor. You still need to grow. To a mature man, so that we will no longer be tossed by every wind of doctrine. And there are so many nowadays. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit. God has given us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. God has given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And finally, as we will always say, God has given us the mission. He's given us the power. He's given us the fruit. He's given us the gift. He's given us the mission. Can we read this? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What is the mission of the church? According to Matthew 28, make disciples. That is the sole mission of the church. As you grow in your life with Christ, your mission is you are supposed to make disciples. You are supposed to reproduce yourself. Do you believe that God saved you? Do you believe that God saved you so that there can be many people in heaven only? that God saved us so He can populate heaven? Brothers and sisters, God does not need us. The worship of God has been going on since eternity past, and it will still go on until eternity future, whether you and I are in heaven or not. But God has given us the mission of discipleship. And if you're saying, especially in many traditional churches, well, I'm already part of the music ministry. Well, I'm already part of the medical ministry. Well, I'm already in the missions department. Well, I'm in the media. While well, I'm in the technical. While well, I'm in the admin. What's the mission? If you're not being discipled and you're not making disciples, it doesn't matter what ministry you're in. You're missing the point. The main ministry of the Church of God is to what? Make disciples. That's why we encourage you to be part of a group. We can disciple each other. We can grow in our walk with Christ. Pastor, I don't know how to share the gospel. Bring them to the group. We will share the gospel with them. Then they will come to faith and we will help them grow. This is the main ministry. Let's not lose sight of the fact that this is the main purpose of the church of God. To make disciples. And to make disciples, first, you need GLC. You need to give your life to Christ. Second, you need GLC. You need to grow like Christ. Kung tutuhugin ko yan, You have, we have to first make sure that our vertical relationship with God is established. Give your life to Christ. Second, we must make sure that our horizontal relationships are intact. And how do we do that? Grow like Christ. This morning, I want for us to pay attention to a person who has not only given his life to Christ, he is also growing like Christ. Please welcome Attorney Ruperto Tioco. Alam na kung sino
1: Good morning. You know, after I joined the uh, Christian, uh, I embraced the Christian faith, that is, I was uh, born again Christian, somebody was asking me, are you a pastor? I said, no. Are you an elder? Said no, but I am the eldest. <laughs> <laughs> well. uh, good morning again. <laughs> My name is Roberto Tioco. I am an 84-year-old husband, father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. I would have never imagined standing in front of you today to share what God has done in my life. As a law practitioner and young man back de- way back then, I was exposed to so many temptations in life. I know that is one of the frailties of human nature, but I am not making any excuses for my action. Before I embraced the Christian faith, I was devoid of any knowledge about the words of God and what it really means. I was not afforded the opportunity to read the Bible as there was no Bible in our school. I have no choice but to rely on what our religious leaders would tell, tell us and what I heard while attending the Sunday services. As a naified in this spiritual journey towards good and decent life, I just had to deal with what I heard from friends but not necessarily believe in them. To me, I consider it as just rumors, and as I have no personal knowledge of the existence of the legitimate facts, in legal terms, we call it just heresy. In view of this doubtful hesitation, I was greatly challenged to search for the absolute truth Fortunately, with the help of someone above, I was able to find these truths during our Bible studies. I have now come to realize that no amount of justification would lead me to the real truth. I now believe that the real truth is based on the Bible. There is no denying that words and scriptures in the Bible Is the supreme law of God, which governs all humanity and the whole world. In my view, I considered it an everlasting covenant between God and his chosen ones. Two years and four months ago to this day, I surrendered my life to Jesus and became a born again Christian. Since then, my life has dramatically changed from bad to good. My life of yesteryears filled with a litany of sins, vices, and other transgressions. Today, thanks God, because of this spiritual guidance, those transgressions are now things of the past. In your life, devoid of bitterness and full of hope, My married life, which was in turmoil before you to my unfaithfulness, come back to life once again. My communication with my wife and children improved a lot. I cut my gambling habits. I have pardoned my enemies and harbored no hard feelings towards them. My womanizing is gone and I praise God for my wife, having the courage to remain faithful to me despite my misbehavior. My love for my wife rekindled to the extent that I can now call it an everlasting love. (laughs) In Hebrew, agape love. In my walk with Jesus, I offered my whole life without mental reservation to him. I pledged to him that I will follow him and obey him for the rest of my life. My newly acquired Christian faith is now my everlasting covenant with God. When my love for Christian faith begins, my love for another faith ends. When I started reading the Bible and other religious books concerning the life and miracles, I could not help but bend my knees and bow my head in total submission to the teaching of God. Prior to this, I admit that I was totally misinformed of the good deeds of God. The reconciliation of God and man through the sacrificial date of Jesus on the cruise leaves me an everlasting mark in my heart and soul and nothing could erase that till the end of time I promise that I will continue my ending hymn of praise to God the litany of miracles handed down through Moses, Samson and other apostles gave me a great impression that whatever God uh, wills goes Without God, we are nothing. Everything emanates from God. So if we are trading on rough road and roaming in the dark, don't despair and lost hope. For the Holy Spirit is there for you. This is what the Bible tells us. And I'm applying it. What is in there? I rest my case.
0: I'll ask the man to distribute the elements How about for you today Is it just hearsay something that you've heard that you have not validated as true for yourself Or you can honestly say I I have given my life to Christ. I desire to grow like Christ. While the elements are being distributed, think about those two questions. And then we'll close our time with the Lord's Supper. Have I given my life to Christ? Am I willing to grow in my life with Christ? Just think about that. And we'll close. And then we'll have lunch. And at 12 o'clock, we'll be back here for our GLC class. Can I have a piece of bread? Bogie, can we have some music over there? So as the people contemplate. Thank you. Between you and the Lord, and if it helps you to close your eyes and bow your heads, then please feel free to do so. Ask the Holy Spirit of God, Lord, search me and know me. See if there be any evil way within me. And then ask yourself, ask God, God, have I really given my life to you? Or am I just paying lip service? By calling myself a Christian. Not willing to be conformed because I'm saved so I don't have to do anything else. Brother and sister, you need you need to grow in Christ. You need to grow like Christ. If there is sin hindering your growth, I also have good news for you. Jesus Christ has already paid for that sin. And he can help you if you just depend on him. It's never too late give your life to Christ. You can be young, you can be old. If you're willing to give your life to Christ, God can use you. For the children who are here, some of them may have not really understood the gospel yet. So parents, It's good to ask them to refrain from partaking of the bread and the juice because they don't understand it yet. If you've already come to Christ, then just thank Him. It's not about you. It's not about CCF. It's all about Jesus. Maybe you're hesitant to join discipleship making all kinds of excuses. I don't know what's going on in your life. But it's God who knows. And His Holy Spirit, if you allow Him, will convict you. He will speak to you. And He will wait for you to respond. So before we partake of the elements, I'd just like to ask and make and give this opportunity to anyone who might be here who has not yet given his or her life to Jesus. If you like to give your life to Jesus, will you just tell Him, Lord Jesus, I give my life to You. I don't deserve, I don't deserve what You've given me. But I accept it as Your free gift of eternal life for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. For giving me eternal life. If you're here and for somehow, one way or the other, you've stopped growing in your walk with Christ. Or you don't like the way that God has been molding you. Then would you you just tell God in your own words, If it's painful, tell God. If it's hard, tell God. But please, commit to growing like Christ. Taking the bread, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we look at this bread that symbolizes your body. Your body that was given up for our sins. He Himself bore our sins on His body on the tree that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By His wounds, we are healed. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for giving up Your body for our sins. Let's partake together. Taking the cup of the juice. Let's remember what the book of Hebrews says, that without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of our sins. Lord Jesus, we take this cup of juice that symbolizes your shed blood at Calvary, your perfect unblemished blood at Calvary. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that when you shed your blood, our sins were forgiven. Will you please help us, Lord God, Help us to live a life that will reflect your son Jesus so that others may come to know him through the witness of our lives. Lord Jesus, through your Holy Spirit, will you remind us of what it took for you to pay for our sin? Help us, Lord God, to ha- have a hatred for sin knowing that Jesus shed his blood for the remission and forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, for being in the business of changing lives. Thank you, Lord, for calling unto yourself, our brother, Daddy Roberto, Father, we continue to pray for him that you will give him many more years to serve you, to love you, to know you. And this is also our prayer for ourselves, Lord God, that for those of us who are given our lives to Christ, that we will continue to live like Christ. Father, we can only do it through the empowerment of your Holy Spirit. And may our lives bring glory and honor to your name. This is our united prayer with agreement, Lord. In the name of your Son, our Lord, our Savior, and His name is Jesus, He is the Christ. In all God's people said, Amen. Amen. We dismiss you to our lunch. It will be a quick lunch.